This is the Public News Service Daily Newscast, March 25, 2022. I'm Roz Brown. In Brussels, Western leaders and President Joe Biden pledged more humanitarian aid and deeper sanctions against Russia, but stopped short of the planes and tanks Ukraine requests. The United States has pledged to welcome 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. At home, Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson's 22 hours of grilling is over. Democrats hope to get her confirmed before their Easter break. The White House condemned the actions of the first state to copy Texas's so-called bounty hunter abortion ban, calling it devastating for women in Idaho. Republican Governor Brad Little signed the bill banning abortion after six weeks, despite calling the bill likely both unconstitutional and unwise. Here's Eric Tegetoff. The measure, set to go into effect in 30 days, is modeled after the Texas law, enabling private citizens to sue abortion providers for a minimum of $20,000 if they provide an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. Unlike in Texas, the bill allows immediate family members to file lawsuits against doctors. Chelsea Giona-Lincoln is Idaho Programs Manager for Legal Voice. The people who are able to create these lawsuits are extended to the relatives of an alleged rapist, and perpetrators of intimate partner violence and incest. And there's also not necessarily a cap on how many of the relatives are going to be able to bring a lawsuit forth. Giona Lincoln says few people know they are pregnant at six weeks. The bill's sponsor, Republican Representative Stephen Harris of Meridian, says the new law will achieve the goal of fewer abortions in Idaho. Kiona Lincoln says organizations such as Northwest Abortion Access Fund will be helping Idahoans cross into other states for care. In Texas, it's been a tough week, with a lethal combination of tornadoes, wildfires, and even snow. As the cleanup efforts begin, Epiphany Lachey reports the Red Cross is on the scene. At the American Red Cross serving Central and South Texas, Lucy Walsworth says so far her organization has assessed more than 150 homes for damage, a number that's growing daily. She explains how to get the process started. Please call 1-800-RED-CROSS and then press option number four to be able to uh, connect with someone who will be able to take down their information, forward it down to us. She adds Red Cross volunteers not only help with shelter, but can assist with medical, spiritual, and mental health needs after a disaster. Walsworth says connecting people with resources is the most fulfilling part of her job. I lose some sleep or time away from my family. That's really nothing compared to what some of these folks are going through. And so if we can lighten the load in any way, shape, or form, that feels extremely good. This is PNS. This weekend, the University of South Dakota's women's basketball team continues its magical run in the NCAA tournament. The Sunshine, or Swinged Cat State, is among those that pass laws limiting participation for transgender athletes. As people tune in to March Madness, opponents say these laws are a solution in search of a problem. Mike Moen has more. With the Coyotes advancing to the Sweet 16, there's been a regional buzz. Sarah Axelson of the Women's Sports Foundation says that should happen more often, rather than laws that ban transgender girls and women from playing on teams consistent with their gender identity. Axelson says that isn't a problem, 
especially when so many others exist. We need legislators to start paying attention to overall participation opportunities, access, Title IX compliance, scholarships, facilities, uniforms, coaching, the fight for equal pay. Supporters of those bans say their goal is fairness, arguing that trans girls hold competitive advantages over cisgender athletes. Meanwhile, at the pro level, Axelson says emerging leagues for women need more attention so they can grow. The WNBA has just reached some really monumental investment deals right in their 25 years in. Colorado students are joining the Global Fridays for Future movement, inspired by climate activist Greta Thunberg. Eric Galatis has details. Colorado students are expected to gather at the state capitol today, joining a global climate youth strike. Students will also march to a Chase Bank location to urge the company to divest fossil fuel holdings they say are aiding Russia's war in Ukraine. Madeline Pierce, a high school sophomore, says young people understand that it's going to take more than recycling and biking to school to avert the most catastrophic impacts of a warming planet. I think it's always beneficial to take little steps, but the majority of emissions are from larger companies. J.P. Morgan Chase has not yet responded to a request for comment. A report by Columbia University's Center on Poverty and Social Policy finds nearly 4 million children nationwide are living in poverty two months after the expanded child tax credit expired. In West Virginia alone, an estimated 50,000 children are once again living below the poverty line. Nadia Ramlagan takes a look. The American Rescue Plan increased the child tax credit in 2021, with families receiving up to $3,600 for each child younger than age 6 and $3,000 for children between 6 and 16 split up into monthly payments. Jim McKay of Prevent Child Abuse West Virginia says the financial stability has positively impacted children. It was just really helping so many West Virginia children uh, have a taste of what it's like to live without the burden of poverty. This is Roz Brown for Public News Service. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.